0: Hey everyone, quick note on the readings that are preached today. Um, There is an option to have the readings from year A if there is a catechumen that's going to be received into the Catholic faith, which there is at this Mass. And so the readings are from year A, which has uh, the reading from the Gospel of John about the raising of Lazarus. So um, just keep that in mind as you're listening to this homily. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Christ Jesus podcast. Today's homily from Father Paul Costca comes from the fifth Sunday of Lent. To support the Servants of Christ Jesus, please visit scjesus.org. I have promised and I will do it, says the Lord and the Prophet Ezekiel today. I think one of the challenges that we face as human beings is we often experience people or at least situations and sometimes institutions which disappoint us. So we sort of have a mindset of sometimes being disappointed or when we hear the Lord say something to us, we kind of doubt him. We're not really sure if we can believe in him. And we had a, a great example of this this past weekend. Brother Peter and I, and Brother Thomas and Father James, uh, went to Beaver Creek to go skiing. Now, we have a vow of poverty, so I had set it up where we had four or three comp passes, so the the skiing part would be free. We found a cheap ski rental place. I had an epic military pass, which was very cheap, and so. All, all said and done, it was supposed to be like costing us maybe like $70 for everybody to go, right? It, not very expensive. And so I, we get to the, the ski resort, we get to Beaver Creek, we're staying at somebody's house for free in Edwards, a beautiful, amazing house, much nicer than the house that we live in, and get to this, the desk where I'm supposed to exchange these employee coupons for a free lift ticket. And they scan the things, and it doesn't work. And they're like, "This person uh, doesn't work for Vale Resorts anymore," and so these are invalid passes. And now, at this point, right, I'm Father John is, is not skiing with us. He's he's up in the mountains, but he wanted to. He had been traveling so much and had multiple retreats, weekend after weekend. He was just taking a chill day. And so I'm like the next in command, if you will. And I have to make a decision about, like, what do I do? Do I, like, spend a crazy amount of money? I think the lift tickets, without any discounts, were, like, $200 a pop. That's like, $600. And Brother Peter had never skied before, so I'm, like, do I really want to spend $200? (laughs) You know, I'm watching Brother Peter fall at Beaver Creek. And, no, I'm kidding. But um, in that moment, I'm, like, what do I do? Like, I... I set all this up, like I set up the house. I set up this these like coupon things with this guy I know, and so now like, I'm like Lord, why did thinking to myself like, what do I do? And so I'm like, I'm just gonna be persistent. And so I'm like, so I, I started. I asked one person. They're like, sir, we can't help you. You know, we're a big corporation, and we're like just you know front desk people. I'm like, well, where's your manager? So I talked to the manager. The manager lady i'm talking for a little bit and i'm like had we known like that these passes these things were invalid like we wouldn't have come up here like we wouldn't have come to beaver creek we're like poor catholic priest and brothers and she's like you're a catholic priest and mind you i'm in clerics like with a priest collar on and so i'm thinking like yes ma'am she's like oh i thought you guys were in like a costume and so luckily she's like well i actually went to catholic school and so then she's like, give me a minute, I'm gonna go like, walk around the office and ask all the employees if they have any like of their you know, things left, these coupon things left that all the employees of Vail Resorts get. And so she literally like, went around the office asking different employees for these passes. And eventually, we didn't get full comp passes like I had had that were apparently invalid, but we got 50% off, right? So I only had to pay $100 for Brother Peter uh, to Fall all day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Brother Peter actually did the best of like a first person, a first day person I've probably ever seen. So uh, give, we, we give it up to Brother Peter for his uh, excellent balance and athletic ability. Um, but we experience different things in our lives that are frustrating, disappointing. And sometimes, like in today's readings and in the reading from the Gospel of John, It's a situation, right, where Martha had sent a message to Jesus to come and help Lazarus. And the weird thing in the readings is it says when Jesus heard this, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. And then, by the time that Jesus gets there to the place after traveling and walking and all of that, Lazarus has been dead for multiple days at this point. And so when Martha encounters Jesus in this story today, she says, Lord, if if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And we could say of ourselves like, Lord, if you had been in this situation, this wouldn't have happened. Lord, if you had healed my grandfather, this wouldn't have happened. Or Lord, if this bad experience when I was younger hadn't happened, and you hadn't allowed that to happen, this situation wouldn't be like it was today. Whatever the situation and circumstances, there's something in our lives often where we can say to the Lord, like, Lord, if you had prevented this, all these other things wouldn't be such a challenge. Lord, if my parents hadn't gotten divorced, then this wouldn't have happened. Whatever it might be, this struggle that we experience is this question uh, that rises in our hearts like are we really going to believe but the impressive thing about Martha even though she questions says Lord if you uh, had been here my brother would not have died Martha doesn't allow that disappointment in a sense to be an obstacle to her faith and Pope John Paul II says this about Martha he says at this point referring to the Confession of Faith of Martha, we can repeat the words which Martha, the sister of Lazarus, expressed in her confidence to Jesus and so obtained the miracle of raising of her brother. So John Paul II is saying that Martha's confidence in the Lord is the reason why Lazarus was risen from the dead. She says, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. And then she goes on to say this profound profession of faith in Jesus Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. This confession of Martha is hugely significant because in the Gospel of John, this is one of the main confessions of faith of anybody in the Gospels, confessing Jesus as the Messiah and the Son of God. We sometimes only focus on Matthew sixteen eighteen where Peter confesses Jesus as the Messiah. But Martha makes no less of a confession as Peter does today. This act of faith in the Lord. This act of faith in Jesus. That she is confessing who Jesus is. And that Jesus has the power, that Jesus is able, even though Lazarus has died, to raise Lazarus from the dead. And so we desire, we pray for the faith of Martha, this profound faith that Martha had to be willing to love the Lord, to be willing to love the Lord and to realize that the Lord is not just in the business of preventing our suffering, but the Lord is in the business of bringing healing and restoration even after something tragic has happened to us. And so we're invited We're invited to trust in the Lord. We're invited to trust in his faithfulness. The other thing I think about today's gospel is today's gospel confronts us with the reality of suffering and the reality of death. Another quote from Pope John Paul II that I think is hugely significant for us. And Pope John Paul II, in a particular way, has the ability to speak to us because in 1981, he had an attempted assassination on his life. He contracted Parkinson's disease when he was, I think it was in the early 90s when when the onset of it happened. And so for about 15 years of his life, he experienced profound physical suffering. And so John Paul II is not just talking without any experience. So he says this, Dear brothers and sisters, in one form or another, all human beings experience pain and suffering in their lives, and this cannot but lead them to pose a question. Pain is a mystery, often uns- inscrutable to reason. It forms part of the mystery of the human person, which alone comes clear in Jesus Christ, who reveals man to man man's true identity. Christ alone enables us to know the meaning of all that is human. And then this is the next part. Suffering can be transformed and changed with a grace which is not exterior. It's not a change in the exterior circumstances necessarily, but interior. Yet this interior process does not always develop in the same way. Christ responds neither directly nor abstractly to the human questioning about the meaning of suffering and then this is the most profound part to me human beings come to know his saving response insofar as they share in the sufferings of christ the response which comes from this share is before all else a call it is a vocation christ does not explain in some abstract way the reasons for suffering but says, first of all, come follow me. Come with your suffering. Share in this work of salvation for the whole world, which is realized through my suffering by my cross. And so we're invited by John Paul II to be willing to enter into the mystery of our own suffering, to be with Jesus even in the midst of the challenges that we face and to realize that the Lord is with us. The other thing I would encourage us to kind of keep in mind today is that Jesus' response to Martha and Mary and to the death of Lazarus and encountering the tomb challenges us not to be indifferent to human suffering. Jesus, when he encounters the death of Lazarus and the fact that Lazarus is, is physically in the tomb, Jesus does not like, hey everybody, don't worry, you know, I'm here. But he weeps. He weeps at the tomb of his friend because he loves Lazarus. He cares about him. And so we are invited not to have indifference. Not indifference to our own suffering, and not to be passive in the midst of our own suffering, nor to be passive or indifferent to the suffering of others, but to enter into their suffering. And so we can do that in simple ways. We can do that by simply asking people how they're doing. Checking in on people that we know and care about and love. Checking in and asking how people are doing that we encounter on campus, on the streets, whatever the context might be. Sometimes it's easy to go through our week and to be so focused on the work that we face to not be attentive to the people right in front of us. And I'm guilty first and foremost of this. You can just ask Brother Peter, right? Because I often so focus on work and Brother Peter actually loves people. So so pray for me uh, in particular. Then the last thing I would say about today's readings which is significant is the resurrection is present to us. The power of the resurrection is present to us Even before Holy Week begins, the church, with this fifth Sunday of Lent, has this reading because the church is wanting us to know, and and God himself, right, because he placed the story of Lazarus in John chapter 11 before the passion narrative. So we have this story of Lazarus almost immediately before, in the Gospel of John, the beginning of the sufferings of Jesus in Judea and Jerusalem. And so why does god do this why does jesus raise somebody from the dead before he enters into his own suffering i think it's to remind us of the fact of the resurrection of the dead the fact that god is going to raise up all of us god is going to raise us up in the flesh in the body and and in our own time right we sort of have this kind of lip service that we give to the body but How often do we really respect do we really honor the body how often does society today really honor the body we kind of just say you can do whatever you want with your body but often we have created a culture of widespread self-hatred a lot of people are struggle with body image which is something you know that is partly a problem in our culture it's It's not necessarily something that's been present in all of human history in a hugely significant way like it is in our own time. And so we need to proclaim the goodness, the dignity of the body, that God loves the body, that God wants us to love our bodies, to not hate ourselves, not to hate our bodies, but to realize that it's a gift and that he is gonna raise us up. And that the promise of eternal life is not just that after we die our soul will float to heaven but that the promise of the Christian faith is that the resurrection of the body will happen and we'll be raised from the dead and so may we have the grace to trust in the Lord to trust in his power to save to trust in his power uh, to raise us up